The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors, about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to Stacking the Box. To subscribe, hit us up on Google Play or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Here is Stacking the Box. It is the AFC NFC Championship weekend ahead of us. But before we get there, Verderan, we need to talk about one of the craziest weekends that I've seen in playoff history, at least recently. The divisional round in the books. We're down to the NFL's final four teams. But in order to get there, we went through the weeds. It was incredible. We'll we'll get to your game. We'll get to the Chiefs game in a minute. But we have to start with probably the most boring game. Get it out of the way. The Vikings and the 49ers. Yeah. So the 49ers, they win 27-10 over the Minnesota Vikings. This was the game we thought maybe the Vikings could come in there and play spoiler again, like they did the week before against the, the Saints. Not so much the case. Kirk Cousins and everybody looked like the team we expected them to be last week. It was just the 49ers were the ones that did it to them. Yeah, I know. San Francisco dominated the game. The Vikings only had seven first downs. And the amazing thing was, you know, the Niners go down and score in the first drive. Then then Cousins hit digs for, I think it was a 41-yard touchdown pass. They tie the game. And it looks like the Niners, though, as the game wore on, they're kind of going to blow them out. And then Garoppolo throws a hideous pick to Kendricks right before the half. Mm-hmm. It was only 14-10 at halftime. It felt like, like, okay, the Vikings have been outplayed significantly, but like maybe they're going to win this thing. Maybe they're going to get going second half. Not at all. San Francisco came out. They dominated. They ran the ball right down their throat. Look, the Niners looked like the team from the first half of the year yeah. where they were just utterly dominant. The biggest mismatch was the Vikings couldn't block them. I mean, the Vikings just could not block. Cook ran for like 11 yards or whatever it was. You're not going to win that game. Running that like, like the Vikings needed to win the way they won against the Saints, which was Cook having a big game because mm-hmm. of being a couple big throws. The Niners' defense completely shut that down. So kudos to them; they looked great. They're healthy. They have D. Ford and Quan Alexander back. Uh, it's it's going to be a chore beating them. They they looked fantastic in that game. What do the Vikings do heading into the offseason? Because Kevin Stefanski gets hired as the Cleveland Browns right. head coach the next day after this loss. Which I'm sure Browns fans are thrilled about. They saw that game and they were like, that's Browns football. Get this guy, I, I get this guy in the locker room. I, I actually think it's a good hire. But but it was just the timing of it. I am yeah. sure Browns fans are thrilled. Yeah, Kubiak looks like he's going to stay. But we're entering the last year of Kurt Cousins contract. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, Greg Edwards, the defensive coordinator, isn't going to come back for the Vikings. So this is going to be a very different different team in 2020 and it's not necessarily a team that has the ability or the opportunity or really the window to rebuild right now it's this is this is who they're going to be what what do they look like in 2020 to you 
they're kind of the same. I, I mean, because you're, you're right. Like, they can't really rebuild. Mm-hmm. They're kind of what they are. Like, Cousins is going to be back. I think we know what Kirk Cousins is at this point. He is who he is. They, they'll have Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, who I like as a young back. They, they, they'll have the receivers, you know, and, and they'll have those tight ends. But I just – the problem with the Vikings is I don't know that their ceiling is much higher than what they hit this year. I don't know they can yeah. be a whole hell of a lot better. Like Cousins had a pretty good year. Cook was great. Thielen and Diggs. Thielen, Thielen did miss some time. So if you're a Vikings and you want to hang your hat on, maybe he's healthy or okay. Defensively, I thought in that game, look, they're not a bad defense, but their corners are not good. Xavier Rose is getting paid a mint, and he stinks. He can't cover anybody. Um, well, he probably won't be back next year, too. So. You'd think he might not. Be. I mean, he was terrible. He was terrible. And he was terrible all year long. I think Kubiak will probably just be the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think much is going to change there. I mean, he he coordinates the way they block and he coordinates the run game. But yeah, I think I think they're still good. I think they're a good team. I just don't know. They're on that like second tier where they're they're good. They could beat anybody on a given day, but they're probably not going to beat anybody on a given day four weekends in a row. And yeah. so they're not going to win Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, that's the problem if you're a Vikings fan. It's been that for how many decades at this point? Every one of them that they've existed for. It's been rough being yep. a Vikings fan. Speaking of rough, going over to Baltimore for the other Saturday game, what seemed yeah. to be a sure thing, Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh, and this brooding Ravens team, the best team in football all year, they get sucker punched by the Tennessee Titans. They lose 28-12. to It is a one-and-done for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. What's the knee jerk there? Hill, I'm not going to tell you that I told you so, but <laughs> you did. But you know, uh, hell, yeah, I told I told you this was going to. If they got into a game where they got behind, they were going to have major problems mm-hmm. because look, Jackson's an incredible player. He's the MVP this year, deservedly so. He cannot throw the ball the way some of these other guys can throw the ball. Now, Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. I know some people say, we threw for a ton of yardage. If you watch that game... He threw two bad picks. Yep. He he struggled to tie. Now I will. Let's also a rough fumble early yeah, on. He fumbled too. the ball. But I will say this too because I don't want this to all be anti Lamar Jackson. Because I, I actually think Jackson did a lot of great things in that game. They were killed by penalties. Yep. Their defense gave up a huge throw to Khalif Raymond. You give up a throw to Khalif Raymond, forty-five yard <laughs> touchdown. You're probably losing. They couldn't stop Henry at all. No. Okay. I didn't like to – and now, I understand Harbaugh all year long has gone for it on fourth down. They're very analytical driven, and that's fine. I get that. There also has to be some human element. You're down 14-6, and you've got a chip shot field goal with Justin Tucker. Kick the field goal. Just take it. Look, you're fine. You've steadied the game. You're coming back. When they didn't get that and the Titans went right down the field and scored, to me that was the whole turning point of the game. Mm-hmm. But I will say, yeah, look, Jackson's going to have a lot of questions throughout the offseason now. I think a lot of them are going to be unfair. I think a lot of it's going to be about, can you win the playoffs? Yes, you can win the playoffs. I think a lot of it's going to be, was he a fluke? No, I don't think he was a fluke. But I do think, A, they got to get better receivers around him, to be fair. I think he needs that. But B, yes, 
Look, they could only win offensively one way. They had to be in front and mm-hmm. pounding the ball. And yeah. that was fine because most of the year they were out in front and pounding the ball. But they they got behind against a good team and they they were not equipped to come back. So maybe that means him getting a little better in the passing game, him getting better weapons around them. But yeah, they got work to do in that regard. Yeah, and speaking of that, a good team. They ran into a good they team in the Tennessee team. Titans who, you know, for, you're, you're totally right. There's going to be a lot of hate on Lamar Jackson, but he didn't do this. He had and a, a, bad and a lot of it's BS. It's going to be. A lot of it is And BS. a lot of it, almost all of it's going to take away from the fact that the Titans beat the Ravens. They yeah, went in absolutely. there and they beat. This was not a game where Lamar Jackson and the Ravens that gave it away. They had a lot of mistakes. Yeah, but those were forced mistakes. So what do you think about the Titans' chances next week against the Chiefs? Just from the Titans' perspective, just from yeah. this game, because yeah. they've beaten now the Patriots and the Ravens. They shouldn't be here, but they are. No, but they are, and they and they deserve to be here. And look, Henry, the, the formula is simple for Tennessee. They're going to pound the ball, yeah. pound the ball, and pound the ball. Tannehill did not throw for 90 yards in each of these wins. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They're going to run the ball at you. They're going to try to control the sticks. They're going to hit you for play action once in a blue moon. That's who they are. That's what they want to do. Now, as far as playing against Kansas City... You would think Chris Jones will be back for this game. He almost played on Sunday, so you would think another week mm-hmm. he'll probably get back there. That'll help if you're the Chiefs. He played against the Chiefs earlier this year and ran for 188 yards. Like yeah. he, he's a, a game problem. the Titans won too. Right, right, a crazy game. I will say this: I do believe that, and I agree with your assessment. The Ravens is like they, they lost the Titans. What? The Ravens, if you consider those fourth down stops, mm-hmm. if you consider those fourth and ones turnovers, it's five turnovers. Yeah. If if the Chiefs don't do that, I think it's going to take Tannehill making some really big plays for them to win the game. Because at some point, as great as Henry's been, I think he's going to have another big game. At some point, they're going to have to score in this game. Yeah. The, Kansas City's offense is not New England's offense, and it's not Baltimore's offense when Baltimore can't run the ball. Mm-hmm. Kansas City's offense, I mean, we're going to talk about that here in a minute. I mean, you got a pretty good look at Kansas City's offense yeah. on Sunday where <laughs> yeah, did. the Chiefs, in a blink of an eye, can just say, okay, we're going to score 28 points, mm-hmm. and there's not a whole lot they're doing. I mean, they did score 32 points against Tennessee earlier this year, and that was a game where there's a million things that went wrong. So I think the Titans have a chance. Yeah. and But I think it rides on Tannehill's going to have to throw for more than 88 yards. He's going to have to make some plays from the win. Speaking of which, the best thing that happened to the Baltimore Ravens this weekend was Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans because nobody's going to be talking about that abysmal game they had. Uh, Texans fans... It was not a 24 to nothing win. I know a lot of us want to remember the game there. They stopped watching at that point because the Texans stopped playing at that point. I want to read you a quick list here. 24 to nothing. The the Texans are up on the Chiefs. Bill O'Brien, for the rest of the game, proceeds to go for it, not go for it on fourth and one with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback, kicked a field goal, faked a uh, punt on fourth and three, up 24 to three. At his own 31 yard line. There is at one point in the game in the second half where the Texans didn't have enough men on the line of scrimmage. Like this was a peak Bill O game. You know what happened, everybody. You watched the game. 51-31. The Chiefs, they move on to the AFC Championship game. I want to talk about them in a second because I want to end this little part on a positive. Let's dig right in on a favorite of the show, Bill O'Brien. Peak Bill O. This was amazing. This was a this was a stunning performance. That game was like stacking the box pornography. It was behind the paywall. It had everything you had that we've talked the about. Score. It was like, like and I'm not look. We're, we're not always right. Nobody is. But if there's one thing we've been consistent on for two years, is that he is not a good head coach. And that no. game was just Mm-mm. everything we've talked about for two years on this show. Like. <laughs> 
Everything that could have gone wrong in that game went They get up 24-0, mostly because Kansas City can't stop beating themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't as though... Now, Houston on the first drive, they had a great play design. Ward got lost in, in the sauce, and they hit him for a touchdown. The other touchdowns were a muff punt at the six and a mm-hmm. block punt. So, like, Kansas City basically said, here's a 21-0 lead. <laughs> and then eventually, of course, it goes to 24-0. Like, see what you can do with this. It didn't even last a half. I, it was it was incredible. Like, I think if you're the Texans and you're a fan of the Texans. First of all, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And second of all, I just think you're crushed by it. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, not, and I'm not trying to be overdramatic about it. I just think if you watch that game and you're a Houston supporter, you're sitting there saying, we're never winning with this guy as a head coach. Mm-mm. This is You're 24 nothing. You have to win that game. I don't. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care where you're playing or how much time's left. It's not like they had no quarterback. Like you have Deshaun yep. Watson. You have two. You have you have two great receivers. One great receiver. One very great deep threat mm-hmm. in Will Fuller. Kenny Stills can play. You have you have a guy who in Carlos Hyde rushed for well over 100 yards. The first time they saw him. There's no Chris Jones. There's no Juan Thornhill. Mm-hmm. You scored seven more points the rest of the game. Like, I get maybe your defense starting to get blown up. Like, you you couldn't just outscore the Chiefs the rest of the way. I I don't know. I don't know how you bring him back, and I think they will, but I don't know how you bring him back and say, yeah, we feel great about this. I know he said after the game, we feel like we're going in the right direction. You're going in the right direction. Like, what are you talking about? That's not the about? direction everybody else wants to Holy go, Bill. Holy hell. I, I, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I feel bad for Watson. I feel yep. like... I just, also, J.J. Watt came back from that injury. And he died just, for this, yeah. and this is what happens. It was It was just, at some point, if you're below, it was, I mean, what are, what are we doing here? It that was abysmal. Was comical how bad they got beat. It was gross. And on a weekend in which everybody is waxing poetic, rightfully so, about the soon-to-be MVP Lamar Jackson, right. Patrick Mahomes has a reintroduce myself to you moment. Yeah. And wow. It's almost as though, because they were down 24 nothing. and I'll give Chiefs fans this. I'm not a Chiefs fan. I know you are, and I know a lot of Chiefs fans on Twitter watch the show. There was a moment in which people were like, well, this is it. They're throwing your hands up. And it's right. like, well, you forget that Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. And we also forget that earlier this season, he threw four touchdowns in the second quarter against the Raiders yeah. when they went down 10 to nothing. The man has had two games this year where he's thrown four touchdowns it's in the insane. second quarter. I mean, so... Look, he's the best quarterback in football. Easily. He's the best. Like, I'm sorry. And that's not a knock on Jackson or anything. There was, like, when Baltimore was down 14 0 to the Titans, I don't, I'm not going to say it felt like it was over, but it felt like a monumental hill. Tennessee, or, excuse me, Houston is up 24 0 in that game. And there was a moment in the game, as certainly as someone who's rooted for them my whole life, who just, and we were talking throughout the game, I'm like, oh, this is just, mm-hmm. this is peak Kansas City. Like, they can't get out of their own way. And then they scored, and the one thing that I noticed very vividly and immediately was, so they get they get the kickoff return from Hardman into Texans territory, down 24-0. They hit Kelsey with like a 20-yard pass. Kelsey gets up, and he's very, very animated. The next play, they hit Damian Williams. He goes in for a touchdown. He's animated. Mahomes is yep. running up and down the sideline going nuts. There was a belief in them. The entire game that it almost felt like they knew if they just got going, like they were going to come back. Hit that gear. And then it just was an avalanche. It just felt like everything they did. Mahomes couldn't miss. It wasn't even like a game where like they threw a couple of passes. It should have got picked and they got like me. I don't even think Houston touched the pass. I mean, everything was on the money. They were rolling. He had the one play that actually put them in the lead for good where he rolled out to his left 
And he was almost over the line of scrimmage. Toe dragged. Toe dragged. Like, how the hell did he know he was right? Like, it was just, it was insane. Everything about the game was insane. Mahomes was incredible. Their defense didn't get enough credit. After that start, I mean, the Chiefs defense basically just pitched a shutout. They couldn't do anything. The Chiefs kept moving up and down the field. Seven straight drives with a touchdown. It was it was Michelangelo with a paintbrush. It, mm. it was just insane how dominant they were. Look, if you're the, if you're the Chiefs, you come out of that game saying that's the game we should have died in. Yep, we were dead to rights, and we won by twenty points. I don't know how you walk out of that not feeling very good going forward. You scored fifty one points and basically repeat after me. I Kevin take you Susan. I Kevin take you Susan. It's a Jamie from Progressive. Jamie. No, it's all right. I can talk. Progressive protects you 24-7, which means you can contact us anytime. Hmm. I'm getting a loud shh sound, so I'm going to talk louder. What can I help you with today? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Progressive can do that. Ugh, there's that noise again. Hold on. Let me put you on speaker. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage subject to policy terms. We waited a quarter and a half to even start playing football. It was... It was magnificent. It was one of the most stunning things that I've seen. And if you're a football fan, it was it's impossible to not enjoy a game like that. Like it was just a, like unless you're a Texans fan. Well, then everybody yes, it was, was glued not enjoyable. To that. Yes, but it was. I know this is a dumb thing almost to say about a game when you're down twenty four nothing. But once they started to get their footing, I really felt like by by the time they faked that punt, that faked punt when it when they stopped them. I really felt from there on out they were going to win the game. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was such a dumb, ridiculous decision. And give Dan Sorensen credit because if he doesn't go with Justin Incredible. Reed immediately, yeah. that play works. It's a first down. Dan Sorensen was the only guy with a shot. I made a great tackle. But I just thought if you're a billow there, punt the ball. Like make him go 75 yards. Make him, you know, give your defense a shot to get a stop. And then after the game, by the way, and now we can leave it on this because <laughs> this is the quote oh, yeah. of all time. So O'Brien after the game says, well, we just knew we had to score 50 points. That's a ringing endorsement of your defense yep. and Romeo Cornell. Can you imagine <laughs> being on the defense and hearing that quote? We knew we had to score 50. Then why the hell did you kick a field goal from the 13-yard line on fourth and inches? It just – and by the way, they still lost. They scored 50 oh, yeah. points. It was just uh, – it was unbelievable. I, I know it's not great analysis, but it's all I've got. It was, it was absolutely uh, bonkers. And Kansas City won going away. Still trying to wrap our heads around it. By the way, the quote's up there also with Billow saying they didn't have a play for fourth and one. He'll have all offseason to think about that. Like, wouldn't you just have, like, shouldn't your fourth and one play just be your third and one play? Like, <laughs> like what is happening? Billow. Speaking but, of uh, going for it on fourth down and not going for it on fourth down, where Billow goes for it yeah. on fourth and three and doesn't get it. Pete Carroll, yeah. with three minutes left to go in the divisional game against the Packers, decides Pops. to pump the ball away. And unsurprisingly, the Packers win 28-23. They move on to the NFC Championship yeah. game. The Road Warriors of the Seahawks, their season ends in Lambeau. It was the, I, they showed the stat, and I thought it was pretty incredible that the, the Seahawks have not won in Lambeau since 1999. Yeah, uh, That didn't happen, so that streak continues. But what did you see out of the Seahawks? Because, again... Lesser so than the Titans not supposing to be is not supposed to be in the AFC Championship game. It felt like the Seahawks shouldn't be this far into yeah. the playoffs, and they yeah. were. It was an admirable season for them. It was. It was. Look, I, I give them a lot of credit. They, I thought, were on their man this year. They, yep. they still did a nice job. We'll see if they can re-sign Jadavion Clowney. Um, that'll be a big storyline for them this offseason. Yeah, listen, I, I think Seattle played well. They played hard. Uh, the first half, they obviously didn't play well. They got down 21-3. It looked bleak, 28-10. Then all of a sudden, they start rolling. 
I don't blame Carroll punting the ball there. My bigger criticism for the Seahawks is, and this has been a running theme with them for years, why is it that their default is to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and then when everything Mm -hmm. goes to complete crap, then it's like, oh, we got this all-pro quarterback. Let's let him take a stab at it. Just let him be him from Mm -hmm. the start of the game. I don't understand their mentality of like, we're going to give the ball to to, to Homer and to washed up Marshawn. Like, what are you doing? You've got DK Metcalf. You've got Hollister, who's actually been pretty good at tight end for them, especially down the stretch. You've got Tyler Lockett. Like, just throw the ball. I'm not saying you got to be Kansas City and throw it 50 times, but like, I they, they just have this weird thought process of like, okay, we got to pound the ball. We got to, guys. It's not 1982. Like, just throw the ball. You have, in my opinion, a top three, top four quarterback. And then the game goes completely to garbage. And they're like, all right, now let's see what happens. Mm. And then they come back. I, But ultimately, yeah, I think Seattle ended up where they should have been, which is on the losing side of this. They didn't play well enough. Green Bay did. Give them credit. And now Aaron Rodgers tries to get revenge after what was a miserable showing against the Niners earlier this year. Yep, very true. And also for the 100th anniversary of the NFL, the 100th season, we still have a possible Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl, which was Super Bowl one, yep. And the NFC Championship game is a classic matchup of the 49ers and the Packers. So yeah. there we go. Uh, four teams left, Verderam. We're here. We're almost to the Super Bowl. It's the Chiefs and the Titans, and it's the Packers and the 49ers. We'll be talking more about that on Stacking the Box this week. Vertoram and Jeff will be breaking down everything, predicting the Super Bowl, seeing where things are going to go. Subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Google Play. Stacking the Box every single week, Mondays. Listen, you'll be a smarter football fan for it. This podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Rest chin on ground. Look into distance. Bark for no reason. (laughs) Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball. Lose shiny ball. Find shiny ball. Eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with any auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms.